Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. To call in to future episodes, the number is 1-833-703-0424. The show is recorded live the second and fourth Sunday of every month. Please subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing on YouTube to watch it live or patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast to watch on demand. The cosmic channels are open. Welcome back to Cosmic Channels. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Your boy Braden is uh, soaking up the suns and the Cervasis. Jolly old Mexico. Buddy, that guy's fucking knee deep in guacamole right now. Oh, he's getting, just, he's getting attacked just by wild dogs. Elbows deep. You know, for oh, sure. Buddy. He's probably got kidnapped. Already got, kidnapped got a fucking now. six speedo tan too, I bet. <laughs> just greased up. Oh, man. Big time. <laughs> All right. I believe we have a caller on the line. They've been on since before we even started, I think. So let's bring them on. Oh, wow. It's dedication. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hi, I'm James from... Uh, East Gwillenberry. Oh, James. Hey, thanks for waiting on the line there before we started. Yeah, no no worries. Hey, I'm over uh, uh, in uh, East Gwillenberry. It's a little bit north of Toronto. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, cool, man. Uh, I, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. I really like it a lot. I appreciate what you're doing. So, anyways, uh, I've I got some uh, pretty groovy uh, nighttime UFO uh, sightings. You know, and one that's uh, rather recent and most spectacular, actually. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. <laughs> so I'm sit- sitting in my hot tub, and uh, I'm looking. There's a small that's airfield a nearby. Start sitting in my hot tub. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's how it was. Anyway, <laughs> three years ago, autumn 2018, approximately. And I should have had a photograph because I'm all. If I'm in the hot tub, I'm doing Bluetooth. But anyways, this uh, a Cessna or something like a Cessna took off uh, heading westward from this small airport. And this is not unusual by any stretch, but I'm watching it. And then behind it, about maybe uh, 100 feet, 30 meters or so, is uh, what appears to be uh, a Zorbi. Do you know those things that people climb in and roll down hills? Yeah, those Zorb balls. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, something about the size of that. So overall, about the size of an aircraft, maybe maybe ten feet wide or whatever. Like overall volume, similar to the small aircraft. Right. Anyways, it was being towed by this aircraft <clears throat> from liftoff. So that's odd, for sure. And uh, so I got out of the hot tub. I put a towel and I went out to the front of my house and I watched this thing go. I don't know, fifteen minutes until it was so far. Out of out of uh, you know it was it was a long way away at that point, and uh, it never once veered away from the back of this aircraft. So this thing was towing a balloon, is what it looked like. And I thought, well, that's freaking odd. Um, anyways, later on, I contacted that airport, and I have twice, in fact, and both times, they've said there is nothing that would be towed behind an aircraft that would look like that. Zero. There's not a chance that what you saw was what you're describing. So, I thought I'd put that out uh, to see if anyone else has ever seen anything quite like that. A, a, a lit orb about, let's say, 10 feet wide, 
following a Cessna. And, it, it, and as I was watching it, you can see this small plane, if it made a slight correction, left or right, the, the, this orb would make the identical correction. So it was being towed, like I say, about 100 feet behind this aircraft. Uh, have you heard anything like that before? Well, no, like it'd be hard to tow something in the sky without wings, right? Yeah, well, a small plane, I don't think even has enough uh, torque or thrust to even to do such a thing. Uh, you yeah, could inflate something. Yeah, no doubt. Know, anyway. Yeah, small plane, like if it was towing something, like I guess it could have, maybe if it was something really light, like a, just like a, if it was like a balloon, I guess, but if it had any type of weight to it, yeah, it'd be hard. It was, it was entirely lit. Uh, as though it were, uh, like, it, it, it wasn't casting light like beams by any stretch. It was just a lit ball. And uh, it, it, it freaked, well, no, it didn't freak me. Anyways, I got a couple other ones if you, uh, I'll be quick if you want to hear them. Well, wait, let's stay on, stay on this one for a second. So you've seen this, All right, you've seen sure. this Zorb ball being towed by a small plane. You said you've seen it multiple right. times. This is not the first time you've seen it. No, you... just just the one time. Just but oh, it was a long, time. a long event. Fifteen minutes. I I watched it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so. An, a Zorb ball tor- towed by a small plane lit yeah. up, seemingly. Yeah. Like how bright was? Yeah, it? how bright are we talking? Uh, sort of like an um, an LED light bulb, like not. Not intensely lit, just a, a spot of light, but with uh, extremely crisp edges, as though it, it wasn't a spotlight being shone on it or whatever. It was a spot of light itself, like a solid object. Was it emitting a certain color, or was it just like the color of light? Um, no, kind of a soft light, kind of uh, rather pale. Uh, soft light, uh, without no uh, a white, a whitish light, a whitish white light, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. it, and it, never, it didn't like seem to be, it didn't seem to be controlling itself. It did seem to be towed, like it was following the aircraft wherever. If it moved, the thing moved with it. Quite right, yeah. If if this plane took a slight bank, a, a, a little correction, maybe uh, this thing did the exact same thing, but a moment later, you know, as a, as though it were tethered. But it shouldn't have been tethered. That doesn't make any any sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I got no knowledge of uh, like devices being towed by air, but it could be like it could just be some type of scientific device, though. Could it not? Like some type of like that's what I thought. barometer or I thought something. Maybe mapping or, or, or graphic, like a yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought, and that's why I called the airport and emailed them, and they said absolutely not. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's mental. Yeah, that's yeah. we. I mean. So if it's not something that the airport would be admitting, maybe it's some t- it was some type of military something. Well, yeah, up here north of Toronto, there's there's not even a, anything military nearby normally. No air so, base or anything? No, not at all. Uh, CFB Borden is, is, but no, I mean we're not in the fight, right? There's not there's not crazy crap. Also, it was a Cessna. I could hear the propeller, the small engine. Right. So you're and sure it wasn't the snowbirds? It not the snowbirds. It wasn't the snowbirds no, just towing some type of giant ball emitting a white light. No, that'd be too easy. That would be easy. Yeah, I'd have figured that out. I, I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Yeah, I can, I can sort these things out. But yeah, that's. I just thought maybe I'd call you guys, and if anyone else has ever heard of anything quite like that, 
uh, if anyone's ever seen anything, then that'd be cool if, if someone else yeah. could chime in. No, we, we uh, appreciate I've it. I've got yeah. a couple more, though. Hey, we we're, we we try and limit the stories to one one a week. But if you want to call back on okay, next, next recording, let's uh, let's hear from you again. I'll see you in two weeks. All right, man. Thanks for the call. All right, Charles. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. It stu- it seemed like a scientific instrument, but if he did, if he put in the legwork, and they're like, "No, nah, we had nothing towing," then I don't know. I'm uh, I'm at a loss for that one. Well, and to think like it'd be weird for it to be not like it's got no wings on it. Would wouldn't it just be dragging? Well, if it was light, like wouldn't it be hanging? To, like I guess it would have to. So, just what do you think? Like just like an air balloon type thing? With like a small like like light electronics on board or something? Maybe I don't know. Mm, that's interesting. No idea. Maybe a cowboy pilot will call back and tell us. Yeah, that would be nice. All right, let's bring another caller on. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Oh shit! I didn't think I was gonna get light. <laughs> welcome, welcome. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Calling. First time, Joel. Joel. Yeah, first time hearing you guys for a while, so I was like, hey, I'll give you guys a try, see if, see if I get on. That's all it takes, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling from McAllen, Texas. From Texas, right on. Yeah, well, I kind of have a, say like a paranormal, personal paranormal story. Yep. You're in, the, you're in the right place. Well, it was kind of traumatizing for me and my nephew. He just turned 15, so I would say like, he was about eight years old. Him and his him and his mom had a house not that far from where we live right now. And he would always tell me, he's like, hey, this house is kind of creepy. I would hear like knocks like at two in the morning. And like my sister would make the bed of the other room. There's an empty room. That was for their expected son. And she would go do the bed. Like five minutes later, she'll go back to check on it. It was like someone was jumping on it. <laughs> oh. And... Uh, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. And well, he told me I was it was on a Friday and he told me about it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll sleep over at your house then. After school, I got my stuff and went to his house. And well, yeah, sure enough, like about he fell asleep like around 9 30, 10. And by 12 30, it was already happening. They were knocking on the, on the walls. And it was like if you were ignored, it would get kind of more more fierce. Wait, it's knocking it on louder. It's knocking on the walls. Yeah, like like, yeah, like if you're trying to knock on the door, like, I can't read it. Nah, just knock on the door. <laughs> huh. And, and well, there was no one. It was just me, him, my sister, and uh, her husband. And that room was empty. And, well, yeah, we woke up to go check on it. And the bed was all messy. The curtain doors were open. The, the closet doors were open. And we're, I was like, okay. This is kind of serious. So we fell back asleep, and maybe like 30 minutes to an hour later, the knock started again. But yeah, it's just, it was just knocks. And then from knocks, it went to shadows. And then from shadows, it went to like the doors opening and shit falling off the kitchen counter. And oh, I don't know, man. It was, I can't, to this day, I can't explain. That's like one of my personal like paranormal stories that I still can't get over to this freaking day. That's terrifying. Absolutely. You can't get over that. That's off. So the, ki- the kid goes to bed, you make his bed, yeah, t- t- like t- tuck him in, you start hearing knocks and then, yeah. and then you, and then the, the sheet, the closet doors are open and the sheets are all messed up. The curtains are open and there's, they're in my mind, if I'm trying to like, trying to explain it to myself, if it was happening to be like, Oh, maybe the kid is, 
he's having like he's sleeping yeah, sleep that, that's, that's what my sister thought at first that's what, he, that's what my sister thought at first that it was probably him just messing around but it started happening when he was at school and that's when she was like okay then something's actually actually going on and they moved out of the house i would say yep uh smart uh, like three three years ago they moved out of that house the one where all that was happening and they got another house like also like an hour away from that area and this it happened there for a little bit also the same stuff so, so it like kind of followed so following them, for, them for, ooh, attached to them it, it followed uh. for a bit it followed for a bit and then I don't know what happened. I guess I just got tired of them and just fucking went to go bother some other family or something because they haven't <laughs> told me nothing about it. <laughs> good. Thank God. But, Sounds like they got, yeah, they're fortunate. A, uh, yeah, they, good thing because it, she said that before they left, it started getting a little bit more like... Aggressive? Physical, I guess. Like, she would wake up with like scratches and like... Uh, like handprints. Like if someone were to like hold her for like a good minute and then let her go, like that type of handprints. Oh, so it was starting to like, and, become like a poltergeist. It was physical. Yeah, something. And and my dad was like, well, you better get the fuck out of the house before something actually happens. Smart man. Absolutely. So they, yeah, so that's pretty much. I, I was hearing you guys for, for a while, especially when I would drive up to work. You guys would make the make the drive a lot shorter. I was like, ah, you know what? I'll give it a Sunday and see if see if they answer. And well, yeah, you guys answered. So. No, hell yeah, man. Now, uh, before we let you go, what uh, what do you think it is? Like, what's your theory? I think that was a fucked up house and I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not hey, anymore. Simple and efficient. But somebody else lives in it now? Or is efficient. the house still there? Uh, Yeah, we passed by that house, I would say like a year or so ago because they came up to Topic and she still lives speed in that area. That she shit. went back to that area. Yes. Yeah, we, we <laughs> passed by and there was a speed. family there. Oh, poor, poor <laughs> bastards. There was a family there and we're like, oh, well... <laughs> Fucking God be with them because yeah. I don't know if that was just with you or with or with us, but yeah, we're just like, well, God be with them. We just went on about our day. Yeah. Better them than you, man. Well, yeah, thank, thank you guys for having me on. It was a it was a good honor to be on the show for the first time, and I'm gonna keep hearing you guys. Hey, cheers, man. Right on, man. Thanks to all. Right, Take care. You. Have a good night. All right, you too. You think it's the kid? You think he's sleepwalking? Then the kid's not at home. Then the then uh, shit starts happening. You always want to blame it on the kid. Kids are always, they're the easy targets to get paranormally activated. Yeah. They're already scary. Yeah. Nah. Just waiting for my kid to look at me the wrong way. <laughs> That's it. What would you, <laughs> it's getting adopted. What would you do, Andrew, if tonight, oh, 3 a.m., Nihilus comes, starts screaming through the monitor? And he thinks well, he's gonna he's gonna do that no matter no, what. No, but he he's, <laughs> he swears there's something in his closet. Do you open the closet? Oh, well, I could talk from my phone, and be like, "It's all good, man. Just just ignore it, ignore it. You're yeah, fine, Dad." No, I go in there, man. I whenever he has those little nightmares, I like pick him up and we we discover it together. I bring my dog with me though, just in case. Yeah, I bring Axel. Axel's coming. <laughs> Wise. All right, yeah, I'm not gonna wake Axel up tonight though. It's his sixth birthday. He's got to sleep. All right, happy birthday, yeah, Axel. Good. You got yeah. Let it, let the man birthday, let the dog go get his rest. All right, let's bring another caller yeah. on. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Just uh, having a couple of beers, taking some calls. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Andrew, and I'm calling uh, from Buffalo, New York. Oh, uh, are you part of the, what do they call them? Bill's Mafia? Bill's Mafia? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. <laughs> Sabres fan? Yeah, I'm more of a Sabres fan, yeah. Right on there. They're struggling, but they're going to turn it around here soon. 
Ah, uh, you got those draft picks for Eichel. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. All right, man. What uh, what what do you got for us tonight? All right. So mine's more or less a theory. Sure. All right. So my theory is that when if the coronavirus is sort of all just a ploy, sort of for like an alien type of like walking them in, right? So what I mean by that is like, uh, you know how like they're pushing the shot and stuff like that now, you know the vaccine. The third one, like the booster. That what you're talking or just fact the vaccine in general. Yeah, yeah, sort of in general. Okay. So like they're trying to uh, vaccine us for like different types of diseases, sort of from like different types of aliens. Oh, okay. So, so they can bring more like alien species to Earth, and we don't notice because we're not getting new diseases from them, or. You know how the government is slowly like leaking, like you know, like a lot of UFO uh, footage and things like that. So maybe like they're trying to get us ready for sort of some type of like walking them into like some type of federation, you know, from like the aliens or whatever. What? Okay, I like uh, so I'll get on board with this theory. So what if the Rona, this new coronavirus, is the first virus and it's the like, the most like one on Earth, and that's what triggers it. Start with this vaccine, get everyone vaxxed up. So then you're half, you're already half immune to when, if the ETs do come and bring a slightly more deadly disease. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, you know, it's sort of like how, like, the, uh, uh, like, door sort of like screwed over, like, pretty much all of South America and all of, uh, North America, you know, like, just bringing influenza over and, and, like, white smallpox. Yeah. 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 You know, like, it wiped out like 90% of the population. Yeah. So they're prov- prophylactically inoculating everybody for the new species of aliens that could potentially bring these space viruses, these space aids. In the guise, in the guise of a the coronavirus vaccine. That's the theory. Exactly. Yep. That's my theory. I almost, I almost like that better than the real one. The real one. <laughs> <laughs> the real theory. Hey, I thought that too. Like maybe that, maybe coronavirus is already. It's already an ET an disease. An alien fucking virus, right? We don't know. That's why it's so, yeah, it's so different. That's why it's so bizarre. It's came, why it's, came out of nowhere. It affects human cells so differently than others. Yeah, you know, like how it's sort of always shifting and changing and variants, and, you know, and things like that. Maybe, you know, like there isn't, you know, like the variants are not, you know, sort of random like types of cell mutations. Maybe, you know, like they're actually doing it sort of on purpose. to like, all right, like you guys are vaccinated for this one. Well, here's the next one. You need to be vaccinated for this one now, you know, and it's going to take, you know, maybe you know, like a year or two for us to get fully, you know, through the different types of uh, viruses that maybe, you know, like the Galactic Federation of Aliens, you know, may have. You know what I mean? The Galactic Federation requires Earth to be vaccinated against their diseases before we're allowed to join? Maybe, right? Hey, listen, this is... I. I would appreciate this way of doing it, though. This is a this is a pretty eloquent way of doing it because if they really wanted to, they could funnel us into little fucking, you know, little corridors and just this hit jab. us like cattle with yeah. those fucking guns if they wanted to. Yeah, if they wanted to take us over, I mean, I don't think it'd be too hard. Just, so maybe no. maybe they're being nice about it. That'd be nice. Yeah, you know, like I think it'd be a lot more like uh, scarier and would for sure cause a lot of panic. If suddenly a spaceship, you know, like zapped in and was like, all right, we're going to start taking, you know, thousands of people and, you know, and shooting them up with random shit, you know. But what could what could stop them? 
Well, I mean, true. they, they well, want you know, to stay disguised. Like if you, if you just zipped in, you just warp space and time, and you can appear in the sky anywhere, any place, in a matter of moments. And you're going to say, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Like, who's going to stop them? Maybe they want to stay, you know, undercover. Pulling yeah. the strings from the but dark. They just want to be, like, super chill and bros. You know, like... You know, you know, they're like, hey, you know, like we actually want to be like friends with you. You know, we, you know, we know humans. We tend to overreact, so like we want to make sure that you guys are like more, you know, like more just chill, you know, as possible, and not going freak out. So they're creating their own. first, when it does happen and they do mm-hmm. show up in warp speed, we just shoot nukes at them right away. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. instantly. <laughs> instantly. Yeah, but if you're able, if you're able to harness that amount of energy you'd be able to neutralize nuclear explosions like they're nothing hey, like any of our weapons we've already we've already seen it we already saw it in those couple of times where that you know they had that one in like north dakota where the ufo floated over the base and neutralized all the nuke oh launches. it turned off all the systems yeah yeah so you can stop them i mean wouldn't it wouldn't it be more like a earth stood stills type of situation seem more plausible where they come here they like look we can stop every single electronic device on your planet there's no reason for you guys to resist us. We're not here to hurt you, but we can. Yeah, but that's so fucking hostile, <laughs> Dan. That's so, like, that's. Are you, we can destroy you if we really wanted to. Yeah. We could Thanos snap you motherfuckers away, but we're not going to. So take this magic space medicine so you don't get fucking space aids. Yeah, like, no, that this a is a way more. <laughs> we, can stop, we can stop all the wars, that's, all the conflicts on your planet that you're currently ha- that you're currently experiencing. You're too rational, and that's, we're just here. We're here to help you. We're just here to help. We could completely destroy you, but, but we're hey, not going to do that. Dan, we, we have a group of people right now called our government being like, we're trying to help you guys not get a fucking deadly virus that's killing people, and they we still don't want to take it. You think we're going to have a group of aliens crash land on us and t- force us into taking it? No. no, I'm It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> it's not why wouldn't they just happen. come down here and be like, if they're going to say, okay, if they're going to be nice about it, like, who wants to come with us? Like, <laughs> like why don't they just come down here and just be like, hey, who wants to come into the Federation? If you want to come into the Federation, it's just like going into a foreign country. Here are the shots. Here's the list of shots you hey. need. Here's the identification hey, card. Hey, do you want to eat in restaurants? Do you want to eat in restaurants and go to the movie theaters? Then take this vaccine. If not, too bad. I mean, it's for, it's for the, your safety and the safety of everybody else. I mean, if you're going to travel to another planet, wouldn't you want to not get some kind of disease that like makes your brain explode? Wouldn't you want to be vaccinated for that? I mean, I would. <laughs> Anyways, we got we got to move on. But uh, so the theory that the coronavirus vaccine may be an ET vaccine in preparation for us joining the Galactic Federation, I like that better than the current the current one. That it was either a lab release or a newly evolved virus that is just spreading through humanity with no end in sight. <laughs> I like I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. You know. Yeah, brother. Thank you. Thanks for the call. It was We're... definitely a pleasure to call in. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you again. Bye. All right, man. Bye. How, how did they get the vaccine here? That's what I want to know. So they got, they must have a person uh, contact on earth working with the scientists developing this vaccine. I don't know. I like, I no, It's fun. It's a fun theory. Let's bring another call. Yeah, it is. Good conversation. It's like, but, I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's it's food for thought because you're like, if they're going to vaccinate for this, how many other diseases could they vaccinate us for? I mean, hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Hey, you're live. Oh, okay. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm big fan. Hey, doing well, man. Thanks for the call. 
<laughs> I just wanted to share a UFO story I had. Uh, it was like an event that happened to me like in 2019. <laughs> Please do. Yep. I was uh, driving outside of Tallahassee and uh, there was like this town, Quincy, Florida or something like that. And I pulled over to a rest stop and there was like this ship. It was like a huge looking ship. I mean, it wasn't an airplane. Uh, I've never really talked about it, but uh, the thing just set up there in the sky and kind of rotated. It had lights that were really, really bright. They weren't LED. They were really blue, which they looked LED, but like uh, if you ever like a blue light, I don't know, for looking at germs, it was going crazy. And then all of a sudden it just took off and went, I don't know, completely gone, just disappeared. I don't know how to explain it. It just blew my mind. And uh, <laughs> been listening to your guys' show and and just trying to listen to some of these theories and and uh, like uh, other experiences. Uh, none of it makes any sense. So <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. So let's go back to the craft. So you didn't. Was it a classic saucer shape? Did you say, or was it just more of an orb? Or that's the thing. That's the thing, man. I try. I try. I want to say it is, but like. Uh, the lights were just so bright, I could not make out what it was. But so, man, it was not anything I, I could. I, I just, I, I'm still, you know, tongue tied on it. <laughs> did it seem to, was it stationary or was it moving slowly or what, what it seemed like? Well, that's, it, it hovered at one point, but when I started focusing on it, it felt like it kept moving, but it was so high up in the sky. I it was trying to track it. And then it just got like it was gone. <laughs> I, I don't understand. So um, it was ascending? But, like the light was ascending up? Seemingly getting smaller? No. no, the lights just stayed bright the whole the whole time. But as soon as I was looking at it like it was there, it was gone. It just disappeared right in front of my eyes. It didn't, it didn't like fade away. It didn't like get brighter and like... I know. It just like literally lights on and off, gone. Just like in a blink, it seemed to disappear. Yes. And I watched it the whole time. I tracked it and it didn't move much, but it did disappear. It just seemed like it went at one point. That's what I was thinking. It was, you know, fading away, getting further away, but the lights were staying brighter. But the craft itself looked like it was getting smaller, but then it disappeared. So that's just how I can explain it. But it was, uh, definitely there it was there just sitting there watching me it looked like <laughs> watching you I, I was the only one at the rest stop and it was the only one sitting up there so uh, there was no one there and uh, it was late at night probably three in the morning sorry did you did you say where it was or did I miss that yeah he said where it was yeah it was outside of Tallahassee Tallahassee uh, either I can't remember if it was before Tallahassee or after Tallahassee. Uh, but around the area. Track, yeah, tracking tracking east, and it was at a truck stop. All right, well, if anyone else in 2019... Or not a truck stop, a rest stop, yeah. Rest stop. Now, what, uh, what seat, like, do you remember the month? 20, it would have been in July. July 2019? Yeah, July 2019. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an obvious... That's an unidentified object right there. I mean, it was there, glowing bright. It was so bright you couldn't make out the shape and then blink of the eye and gone. 
yeah, and like I said, I, I really wish, like, I, I want to understand, like, how it was moving. I don't understand how it was moving. It doesn't make sense to me. Either it was I was standing in front of it and it was descending from me or coming closer to me. I couldn't tell because of the lights, but then it just disappeared. If that makes any sense, I don't know. I, I'm really bad at explaining things. I'm ignorant, but that's that's the way I can describe it. Most of the stuff we hear is like if you weren't there, you can. It's really hard to really on to really visualize it. So I mean, there's it's all these events are super weird and unidentified, and it's hard to explain. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time, but I, I had a question also about a theory I heard. Um, I don't really know too much of the details on whose theory it is, but I do listen to other podcasts. I don't know if that's okay to mention one. Sure, go for it. Yeah, it's just this Point of Convergence podcast. Uh, I've been listening to him, um, XO Academian guy. He's just straightforward, uh, pretty much goes over like different books and stuff, that, and theories and stuff. But uh, uh, the Gray Aliens is one of these theories I heard of. Like, they're from the future and they're coming back and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. That'd be a cool movie if they ever decided to make something. But uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that theory. Yeah, if uh, if you're looking for an episode to listen to, if you go back in our feed, we interviewed this guy named Dr. Mike Masters, and he was all about he like he was like the scientist, and his theory was all about that that we are aliens from the future, and we're somehow manipulating time and or gravity, and so the, like we see these craft and they seem to be going at a blink of an eye across the sky, but really we're just like witnessing it in a different frame like time frame. So it could be going at normal speed, but we see it differently because they're actually traveling through time. It was pretty mind-blowing stuff. So Dr. Mike, Mike Masters, I think it was from like, I want to say like July. Yeah, you, can, you can look him up, Dr. Mike Masters. You can look up his academic paper. He, write, he writes a paper, and I think he has a book actually as well about his whole theory of that uh, extraterrestrial encounters are actually just encounters with humans from the future that have evolved and to look or resemble yeah, the, he he thinks it's due to like nietney, basically like just retaining childlike features into adulthood. Yeah, it's something that will just, will I guess it's a genetic advancement due to lack of needing, needing the strength know, and everything else. And, yeah, yeah. And he also talks about like a lot of the abductions might be because in the future we lose the ability to reproduce or like make eggs or sperm or both, and they think like abducting might just be. Our, ourselves taking our own genetic material from the past like we kind of like time travel and take it and abduct people so he's that's at, cool. if you're looking for more on that Dr. Mike Masters he's the man that's awesome that you know to me that whole theory just out of all of them they're all crazy I mean either way you look at it but that one to me just is like I could see that <laughs> you know it's fun and uh, it's fun for sure that's one of them but uh, anyways guys awesome thank you so much uh, for letting me talk on your show um I've never done this before. I'm just one of the bucket list things. So, um, call in. You guys have a great night. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you. You too. Thanks for calling. If talking to us is on your bucket list, get, get, get a, a bigger, get, get a bigger, get a bigger list, bigger <laughs> list. I mean, we're honored. I, super honored, but like <laughs> absolutely honored. This is that still, yeah. <laughs> tiny podcast with a bunch of guys who also work full time. <laughs> Just a bunch of random, random, random we're not guys. Tiny. We're, random we're dudes. middling, middling. I'll give us yeah. we're middling podcast. Middlings. All right, another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Yeah, hi there, uh, James again from East Gwillenberg. Uh, James, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, 
listen, I, I have a, a, another uh, a, a thing, and, and no one really has listened very much to this over the years. I'm 50 years old. I live uh, north of Toronto, just straight up Young Street. Anyway, uh, when I was a kid, uh, the, the, I had these weird memories, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And then years later, for I have an older sister. She's two years older. Uh, one time we were talking, and it turned out we had these same memories, but I had thought they were dreams. And then over uh, you know a few conversations, there, we started to realize that we had the same uh, bizarre-ass memories. And these are full-on alien abduction stuff. Maybe, or... We just have the exact same dream, my sister and I. Anyways, do you want to hear any more? Absolutely. Let's keep it going. Okay. Generally speaking, uh, to the best of my memory, okay, uh, being floated down the stairs. You know that that, uh, roller coaster feeling you get when you rip down the hill and you get that, like, uh, thing in your gut that, you know, you shouldn't be there. It's similar to that. Now, I'm floating down my stairs. And then uh, I'm face to face with this uh, entity, anyways, and it's looking me right in the face. And it, uh, <laughs> and best I can explain its appearance was uh, uh, what you describe as a gray or whatever. But its its head was uh, lit, like it was uh, kind of uh, like kind of um, glowing, glowing phosphorus maybe uh, over it's all like it's skull cap and whatnot and yeah. the moment that i went to uh communicate with it it just went juice and hit me with something and it was basically no everything's fine don't worry james and it knew my name which was odd and uh, and then uh and it, we opened up a drawer in this workshop that, in this house that i grew up in and it showed me uh, a human skull and <laughs> Now, I know it sounds as, as it, it must sound as weird as it is. Wait, were you it's still awful. were Anyways, you still floating when he showed you the skull? Like he said, you you floated no, down the stairs. No, no, I was standing in what was called the workshop in, in our in our house. Now uh, this happened a whole bunch of times, uh, things just like this. And uh, one of the better or worse, I guess, uh, another one of these ones. My oldest sister, who's five years older than me, uh, we were my my uh, sister that's two years older. Her and I were uh, almost like you were folded up in a like a like a deck chair, like we were in some apparatus. And my oldest sister, who was not, was at the other side of the room, wailing like just wailing in in terror at the sight of her younger sister and younger brother being in in this some sort of a weird traction thing. And it, they didn't. I don't remember that they were evil. Nor do I think that they were, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to explain exactly what, what was going on there. I've never said this out loud to anyone except a couple of close friends. Uh, thing was, we just thought they were dreams mm. forever until, you know, when we became adults. And I mentioned it and my sister said, holy shit, that's exact." And now she won't even, if I bring it up, she says, absolutely not. She's not going to talk about won't it. Won't even talk about it. So. Yeah, and my oldest sister, who's five years older, uh, she says she has no memory of anything like that whatsoever. So it's not bizarre. So you and this, this went on all, all many times up till uh, maybe 12, 13 years old. Then it became a ripping alcoholic and it, it kind of went away. 
Anyway, well, that's well, all. Well, usually traumatic experiences will uh, can do that to a person. So, yeah, yeah, that keeps them away. Coping mechanisms. Yeah, definitely. Not man. always the best type of coping mechanism, but so like you and your sister yeah. experienced like the, the floating down the stairs and being. Did she like also say yeah. about like being in the shop and the, like the ET showing you the drawer with the human uh, skull? Well, that's just like she backed off so fast because I think she was uh, a little more freaked out. I, I, I'm I'm slightly more inquisitive, maybe in the whole matter, you know. And then and she she's uh, she's backed away entirely from it. Although, uh, yeah, she she has described it, it, exactly very similar things. Um, and also, you know that you know like the Strieber book, um, communion and transformation. Yep. It wasn't until I'd read those that I, I looked at the cover of that one time and I, oh my word! And this was back in about 1990 when I first discovered that. I thought, oh my word! And then uh, it just seemed to all like it, 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 suddenly I had uh, what you'd say uh, maybe uh, clarity or, or, or like I could now describe what I'd you know the experiences I'd had now there was someone else has had as well you know back then so yeah yeah Uh, that's wild man heavy duty cool story yes sir I wish I had a little more to go with that but I don't that's perfect man that's that's good no that was great so you've seen the communion the gray alien you like that's that's the ET that was abducted I looked it right in the eyes in fact I did yes yeah scary eh? no yeah (laughs) fucking kidding man yeah couldn't imagine yeah yeah I'm still waiting to figure out how that ends. You know, I, I think that we'll all figure it out one day. But yeah, Ho- hopefully they're uh, ho- hopefully they're nice. Yeah, hopefully they're the peace-loving aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Anyways, keep up the good work, guys. Okay. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate all it. All right, love you. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Bye. Being abducted multiple times. Nope. You hear a lot of the abduction encounters. Borderline. Dream police. Like, again. <laughs> the sirens are time. I was ready. Yeah. The uh, there are a lot of people, and I think it's even that back when uh, we were researching for Whitley Strieber's, uh, our, our episode on Whitley Strieber's communion book, um, there's a lot of people who, who, after it came out, said that they had a lot of memories of this exact or something similar an experience similar to what uh, Strieber described in his book and that the book kind of gave them a a sense of, um, you know, not camaraderie or whatever, but like a sympathy or something like that. So they said they felt like that was something that unlocked those memories that they had, uh, their experiences, and they felt a little bit more free to talk about it. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that came out of that. <laughs> I mean, Strieber's book had a impact, a large impact in itself. Definitely. All right. Let's bring in another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Yo, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Doing well. Good. This is uh, Forrest from Summerland, BC again. Oh, calling back. Okay. Oh. Calling back. Right on, brother. This thing's been bugging me for a while, so I wanted to tell you guys about it. Gave you a UFO story last time. This is my paranormal story. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, back in high school, we would, uh, two friends of mine, shout out Kelsey and Sarah, we would go to graveyards and stuff. 
and um, more just for the thrill of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, did you guys ever do that? there, dude. It's freaky. I get the draw. I get the draw. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't... um, We never really... Yeah, Zell's just looking for people with the same fucking skin tone as him. Looking for the the dead. (laughs) Looking for the Paleys. Well, and I don't know what it was, but, you know, you check it out, and and it's dark and fun and whatnot. Freaky. But um, we never really saw much there, so we would start trying to go further and further with it, and I lived in this house, and it always had a freaky basement, and there was a corner by the furnace, and I swear, like, like the flashlight would turn off when you go in there and it's this dark corner that could never be lit and, and really weird a lot of weird things in that house but we ended up never really seeing anything so we decided to push it a little further always joked about getting a Ouija board and stuff but we never did that we just decided to do a little seance at night in the backyard and um, so we lit a candle and held hands in a circle and all that stuff but the backyard was against the fence and then an alley and then there was like a green space and then I had a fireplace that was like kind of underground with a, a wooden cover on it. And um, we did the seance and we like, it went through all the normal steps and like asked if anyone was there. And then we were like, can you show us if you're there? We asked a few times and then we started hearing like, knocks from the neighbor's house and we were like is that you and then we started hearing footprints in the back against the alley on the gravel with something that sounded like a metal like something metal scraping on the ground with each oh, footstep no. this fucking sickle coming to get you coming to get you man it was so freaky and really like kind of quieter than you'd expect a, a regular person just to be walking. Um, but definitely like footsteps with something metal dragging. And then it got a little closer and a little closer, but it was still really quiet. And then it stopped. And then our candle went out. And then just and then just past us was the fireplace. So the noise was like to our left, then the candle, and then the fireplace was to our right. And we felt this huge cold sensation the candle went out and then this like pretty decent fire like just dead stopped just and it was out and we were like holy fuck and we unfortunately we like broke the like we were holding hands and you like we broke the circle before asking to break the circle if that makes sense oh so you fuck- oh so you're cursed no you're fucking cursed you, i don't know man you brought in a demon hey, listen no i don't want to hear this shit you live way too close to me all right, keep the curse. <laughs> you gotta move somewhere else. Get the fuck away from you, me. You opened up <laughs> the gates I of know. hell. You opened up the gates of hell. You brought in the demon. You got scared before you closed the gate. Now you unleashed a demon on the valley. Oh no, man. I think right, that right. it was. That I think it was one of the other girls that actually took that spirit because I'm. I've been fine, and the other person's been fine. But uh, and I never really talked to Sarah much, but she had. Uh, kind of a harder life after that, I think. I don't know. Didn't really hang out with her much after, but anyways, super freaky. Uh, smart move. Yeah. So you got a ditch or she's got a demon attached to her. Yeah. Don't blame you. That's fine. Sometimes you just got to make you don't some cuts. By yourself. Got to make cuts, man. <laughs> you got to make cuts. Got to make cuts. Older. 
Yeah. Don't don't do seances by yourself. You got to have a scapegoat. Or just like you don't go hiking by yourself. You got to be able to run faster than the close person. Always do a seance or play Ouija board with someone more easily haunted than yourself. That's right. Sorry, bring Andrew. That's right. Bring Andrew. I'm not easily. What are you talking about? I'm caught, buddy. This this veil is thick. There's nothing thin about it. You have I've never been paranormally activated in my you life. Got holes, plan you got it. holes punctured through that veil left, right, and center, baby. Yeah, right. Dude, I'm I, I'm seeing dead people on a regular basis and not being paranormally activated once. That's what you think. They're my friends. <laughs> they're, they're all hovering above you all the time. No. Uh, it's all good. That's a, well, that's, just don't, I'm just not going to look up then. Just don't look up. <laughs> just don't look for them. You'll never find them. I just them. won't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild tale. What, what, uh, what's your thoughts on that? ghosts and the like well like i always felt like there was something weird in that house we like renovated the basement later and got rid of that dark corner so it never felt as weird there in that space but we had a spiral staircase with open steps and i remember when i was younger i felt like you had to you had to get up those last few steps pretty quick yeah. <laughs> or else something would grab you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, Absolutely. I mean, obviously I got older, but I still, like, felt it in that place. And then we lived there again when I was an adult and never really had any creepy feelings. So I wonder if she, uh, or if we, like, maybe we released it. I don't know. You definitely released it. It wasn't as bad after. But I remember when I was young, like, I we went to that, I went to that corner and looking for, like, the hockey skates or whatever. And the flashlight would turn off. And then you'd walk out of it and it would turn back on. Like, so it's an energy. Pretty I'm not sure what I think about it. Energy, I think, is something to do with it. It's, it's in, it was in Calgary and we were in a, the middle of town. So it was kind of an older, older building, like oh. older house, but. Okay. So it wasn't like, it wasn't close to us. So it's in Calgary, but it's fine. No, every day is fine. Yeah. We did it Just in Calgary. It no, we moved to Summer. Oh, beautiful. Keep that <laughs> shit in Alberta. Other province is fine. Yeah. Different... Alberta's already cursed. It's fine. Keep it over there. <laughs> yeah. Can't get over the Rockies, man. It's the granite, the solid no. granite mountain. Yeah. The energy can't pass yeah. over. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome, man. No, hey. pretty freaky. But yeah, I just wanted to call you guys. Hey, thanks for calling back in. Tell them that t- story. Doing good work. Have a good night. Cheers. I thought he did it in Summerland. I was like, oh, this motherfucker brought that's a what I'm, demon. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, don't you put that evil on us. Brought a demon to the valley here. No, we don't want nothing to do with it. This is going to be the last call of the evening. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Guys, it's Uncle Slam from Discord. Uncle Slam. Uncle Slam. Hell yeah. It was shaking, man. Hey, thanks for those beer, uh, those bottle openers, hand cards. Yeah, those are awesome. Oh, no problem, guys. Yeah, they look rough, but hope you like them. Hey, they're perfect. Oh, we got, so, awesome. I got a quick story from my mom because my uh, life's been unremarkable. So she wrote a letter. I told her I got a venue to share your uh, your story. Oh, so In a nutshell. Her words. Her words on paper is what you're saying. A hundred percent. Yep. Awesome. And she is a career academic. So get ready for a ride. So you have um, your mom's like Dan. She's an English teacher. Pretty much. I think you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, pretty much Dan. Yep. She's an English teacher. Yep. So um, this is titled Always Miss Perrin's House. All right. It reads When I was a little girl, I spent a lot of time at my aunt and uncle's home. They had purchased the home many years before after Mrs. Perrin, the previous owner, had passed away there in her bedroom. Oddity was the norm in that house, something we grew up with. 
strange things happened on a regular basis. For example, at night, the piano would play church songs by itself and very well, oh. I might add. Mrs. Perrin had been the piano teacher at our local Catholic church. There was one painting in a spare bedroom that showed a house very similar to my aunt and uncle's home, and the painting was there when they moved in. At night, the lights in the windows of the house and the painting appeared to turn on, bright enough to be a nightlight for us. Once my little cousin and I woke up on Ash Wednesday to have crosses painted on our foreheads. Wow. We knew not to fear these things which is the first red flag for me. Not to fear them? Fear them. Yeah, fear yeah, get them. Get the fuck out of there, man. Yeah, they were just uh, totally cool with that, apparently. But <laughs> it goes on to say, again, oddities such as these were the norm. However, we did have one encounter that put the fear of God into us, Andrew. During one holiday event, all the cousins from teens down decided to play with the Ouija board. Nice. We chose the room with the painting as a new my mother frowned upon that particular game. We asked questions one after another and the pointer moved all over the place. I was young, so I asked things like, will I ever have a kitten? Will I get to be a Girl Scout? My little cousin was into wrestling. So we asked about getting to meet his favorite wrestlers. My older cousin asked more serious questions. I can't remember all the questions, but I do remember what my cousin Debbie, who had lost a boyfriend to Vietnam asked, which was if she could talk to him. The pointer continued to move, and as a young girl, I wavered between thinking my cousins were moving it or worrying about something else. The last question that was asked was about the painting, which we'd always been curious about. Where did the painting come from, and whose house was it? Suddenly, the pointer shook violently, flew off the board, and literally went through the window. I asked a clarifying question on that point, and it was a closed window. And apparently the pointer flew through that window. And the screaming broke the drew the adults to us. Broke the window? Yeah, broke the window. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. I remember being hysterical and my mom being furious with us. My aunt was yelling at my cousins for scaring us, but those kids in the room knew that what had happened was caused by force none of us understood. After that, my aunt and uncle tried to take the painting out of the room as none of us would sleep in there anymore. But each time Absolutely. they did, the strangeness would escalate. Old bookcases would topple over, the gas stove would turn on by itself, you name it, and the weather would become bad very quickly. They eventually sold the house, moving out to the country. And when I say country, like, this is a town of less than 5,000 people at the time, so everything's country. Over the years, we watched the house sell to family after family, not one of them staying long. We never spoke to those families, so we have no clue why the constant turnover existed. But oddly, years later, the house, despite being in a prime area and being quite lovely, with hard floors, a wraparound porch, and many other desirable features, was completely leveled. And now, it is a children's playground, one I would never take oh, a no. child to, and apparently others feel the same what? as it is seldom no, used. No. Nah, dude, you have to charge yeah, it with the so, positive, pure energy of children. The innocence. Nah, gotta balance man. out. No. Gotta balance out the evil. That sounds like a, yeah, that sounds like a euphemism for sacrifices to me, so. Well, I mean, are kids dying on this playground? <laughs> they might be. 
their fucking childhoods are. I think it's paranormal activated. It's just like kid. my kid ended up splayed across the the fucking <laughs> monkey bars with his intestines. The only thing dying out. is I their childhood as they get fucking haunted for the rest of their life. Do you know? Like they obviously didn't take the picture then, right? They left it with the house when they sold it. Uh, unfortunately, no. Because I was I was ready from some uh, some Dan style scrutiny. So I asked some follow-up questions and uh, apparently my aunt and uncle decided it would be wise to take said painting and then in the property they bought next to our current ranch, set it on fire. Oh, and that, uh, that didn't work out too well. No doubt. Yeah, so they tried to burn this damn thing like five or six times and uh, it never quite died. So they just let the burn pile build up on top of it until uh, it was buried in the ash. So it still could be it's there. Still there. Why didn't they put it in the ash? Still could be there. Take it to the dump. Because they don't want anybody else to <laughs> oh, take it and get paranormally activated, Dan. Not if you put it to the second center. Nobody's going to go digging in the ash pile. If Nobody's going to go digging dump. in the dump. You'd be, you'd be hey, surprised. I went to the dump uh, one time. Hey, listen, I went to the dump one time. If you with my went stepdad to the dump and you and took I, a haunted painting, you deserve buddy, it to get haunted. I found okay. boxes <laughs> of like 70s and 80s Playboys. It was the greatest day of my and, life. It was the greatest trip to the dump and ever. Now you're haunted. He let by me take them home. Playmates from the 80s. So <laughs> by Muff yeah, Playmates, no. 80s Bush. Yeah, this was, <laughs> yeah, the, it was uh, awesome. Environmentally enlightened age of Texas, where we just burned everything. If you didn't it have trash nice. service. It's a common thing. Just burn it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one little detail that was left out of that story is that, uh, <laughs> yeah, one little detail that was left out of that. And the one I remember from hearing that story when I was a kid is that there were eight cousins there, all pretty close in age. And, uh, of the eight, six, which of today would all be in their early 50s. Six of the eight are dead. Six what? of the eight? That's unfortunate. That were there playing Ouija that night are dead. Oh, man, All like weird. like an accident or like how? Yeah, so uh, two of them were motor vehicle accidents. Three of them, and this could be explained away with genetics and other fun stuff, uh, had aneurysms in their sleep. Stuss. Three of them did. They had an- three of them had aneurysms. Yep. That doesn't seem correct. Right. Damn, dude, that's that's gotta, very bad luck. False. I'd be getting Never fucking annual CT scans. Very. Oh, dude, it terrified me. That's my genetics, man. I'm, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'd be getting baggage. just fucking CT scans on the regular. Scan up. <laughs> yeah, but that. I mean, that's it for me, guys. That's- what I have for you. I thought Andrew would love it. Story. It's his favorite thing, second to the lions. That's a terrifying Boy, that, story. No, that was great, though. That was it's terrifying, but I enjoyed it. Like, it, it was good. It was eloquent, scary. I, I had it all. I love that she wrote it down. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I didn't expect that, but I should have. Damn. What? So, what is. You said your mom's like pretty academic. What? Uh, what's her thoughts on it? Uh, she's 100 percent convinced so i mean there's been two times i've seen in in my life where she's been sold something that wasn't easily explained was true one was this and one was a ufo sighting out towards her house um and it shook her pretty bad damn 
I don't know, man. If, like, I feel like if she would have lived through this and been able to like tell the tale, she'd be the hardest woman on the planet. I wouldn't leave my house. I wouldn't look at another painting. I wouldn't do anything. I would just have empty walls, a joyless life with nothing. <laughs> Never terrifying. buying a painting in my life, I'll tell you that. Damn straight. No doubt. That is freaky. Well, hey, thank, thanks for telling telling that story and uh, tell your mom thanks for writing it down. Yeah, for sure, guys. Y'all have a paper. good one. Yeah. All right, brother. Maybe. We'll see you on Discord. Peace. Bye. And six of the eight people playing that game are gone. That's terrible. Fa up. That's terrible odds. That's not good odds. That's not good odds. Well, six of scary. eight. I, the only thing scarier than the story are the genetics with the aneurysms. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's to terrifying. carry yourself up a slam. <laughs> All right. Another episode of Cosmic Channels in the bag. If you like the show and you want to hear it early, and maybe you're just tuning in for Cosmic Channels, you have never heard our actual main show all our case files you get on our patreon we dropped this episode early you can find the link in the podcast description i know there's other people calling every week we got to say the same thing call back in two weeks two weeks from today actually wait that might be holidays are we taking a we might be taking a break then do a quick check here on the fly two weeks from today will be boxing day we'll will not be recording i will not be here so next cosmic channels recording will be January 9th will be in the, the new year. In the new year. <laughs> January next cause See of challenge will be next boxing year. day. Uh, I gotta start <laughs> Christmas shopping, man. Holy yeah. Shit. Two two weeks, baby. You better get your Christmas, yeah, Christmas list done. Alarming. If you can find anything with the massive supply chain shortage in BC, especially. <laughs> yeah. No highways are open. Well, and we've had to buy local too, because you can't ship anything in right now. Yeah, and then the local stores can't make anything because they can't ship anything in to make it. We're in, a, we're in a pickle here. Absolutely. Anyways. Rain, Christmas is canceled. Everyone, well, have a good holidays. <laughs> Regular case files will come out for the next two weeks, but after that, we'll take a short break. We'll be back in the new year. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed. <laughs>